It's July 26th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Russian energy giant Gazprom says it will once again drastically cut supplies to the EU through its main pipeline due to maintenance work. Gazprom said stopping another turbine at the Nord Stream 1 pipeline would cut daily gas production to 20%, roughly half the current level of supply. The German government said there was no technical reason to limit gas supply. Russia supplied the EU with 40% of its gas last year, and the EU has accused Russia of using energy as a weapon. EU energy ministers are meeting in Brussels today to approve plans to curb gas use within the Union ahead of winter. Ukrainian officials expect the first grain cargo ships to leave the country's ports within days on the back of a deal designed to keep the vessels safe from Russian attack. Within this week, hopefully the first shipment will be sent out, Ukraine's Deputy Infrastructure Minister Yuri Vaskov told reporters on Monday. Despite Russia's attack on Odessa, Ukraine said it will still implement the deal, which paves the way for at least 20 million tons of grain to be released after a five-month blockade. In a recently declassified memo from the U.S. National Intelligence Council, they assess that Russia, with the help of proxy groups, almost certainly is using so-called filtration operations to conduct the detention and forced deportation of Ukrainian civilians to Russia. The process has reached up to thousands of people and includes temporary detention, data collection, interrogation, and in some cases, abuse of detainees, and takes place in a variety of temporary processing centers. The filtration system filters people into three fates. Some are issued documentation, and those people can remain in Russian-occupied Ukraine. People deemed potentially threatening faced forced deportation to Russia and additional screening. And finally, those who are deemed most threatening are sent to prisons with little known about their ultimate fates. Elsewhere, China delivered sterner warnings to U.S. officials about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's possible visit to Taiwan, a foreign ministry spokesman said on Monday, confirming a report by the Financial Times. The FT report, published on Saturday, cited six people familiar with the Chinese warnings as saying they were significantly stronger than the threats that Beijing has made in the past when it was unhappy with U.S. actions or policy on Taiwan, which is claimed by China. The White House National Security Council and the State Department declined to comment on the FT report. Japan executed a man who killed seven people in a vehicle crash and stabbing rampage in a crowded Tokyo shopping district in 2008. Justice Minister Yoshihisha Furukawa told reporters that Tomohiro Kato was hanged at the Tokyo Detention Center earlier today. Japan has maintained the death penalty despite growing international criticism. Furukawa said capital punishment was a justified response to continuing heinous and violent crime 
and scrapping it wasn't appropriate at this point. Today's hanging was the second under the government of Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, who took office in October. Pope Francis has spoken of his sorrow, indignation, and shame over the Catholic Church's role in the abuse of Canadian indigenous children in residential schools as he kicked off a week-long penitential pilgrimage to the country. The Pope apologized and promised a serious investigation into what happened in a speech at a meeting with Indigenous peoples in Edmonton, Alberta, on Monday. Indigenous leaders have long called for a papal apology for the harm inflicted for decades on Indigenous children who suffered abuse and the erasure of Indigenous culture in the country's residential schools. Yesterday, Tunisians were expected to approve giving the president unfettered powers ending the country's stumbles towards democratic rule and capping the turbulent decade across the region known as the Arab Spring. As voters trickled to the polls for the referendum, the country that started the revolts that rocked the Middle East seemed resigned to a return to pre-revolution autocracy. President Qais Syed is now likely to cement a new constitution that gives him more control over a country he has ruled by decree since suspending parliament and installing emergency rule a year ago. There was no minimum level of participation for the measure to pass, and the election commission put preliminary turnout at only 27.5%. Soon after, an exit poll was published indicating a yes vote of 92.3%. Hundreds of Said supporters celebrated this potential win. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. on Monday offered an extensive list of goals during his first State of the Nation address since taking office after a landslide election victory in May. After inheriting an economy ravaged by COVID-19 lockdowns and inflation, the new president promised to slash poverty and rein in soaring food prices, adding that, quote, our country must become an investment destination. I do not intend to diminish the risks and challenges that we face in this turbulent time in global history, he said. I see sunlight filtering through these dark clouds. About 5,000 flag-waving protesters marched ahead of his speech. They issued a range of demands, from government aid and fuel subsidy to justice for human rights victims, under Marcos Jr.'s father. In lighter news, supply chain issues have taken another victim. Fans of Klondike's Choco Taco are saying goodbye to the beloved ice cream truck mainstay. The dessert giant discontinued the iconic chocolatey treat that's been sold for almost four decades. According to a representative for Klondike, which is owned by Unilever, the Choco Taco was entirely discontinued in July due to an unprecedented spike in demand for different Klondike products over the last two years. Twitter users caught wind of the Choco Taco news and shared their disappointment on the platform with Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut tweeting, Tomorrow, I am introducing legislation to invoke the Defense Production Act to mandate the continued manufacture of Choco Tacos. Please call your senator and demand they co-sponsor. That's all the news we have for you today. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Danielle Gilbert of the Air Force Academy about Brittany Greiner and hostage diplomacy. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear David Rothkopf talk with Corey Shockey, Rosa Brooks, Ed Luce, and David Sanger on the fifth anniversary of Deep State Radio. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.